everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things entrepreneurship in the local area, and it's a great place for entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs to stop by if they're just looking to learn more about the franchising industry. Today's guest is somebody who is in the franchising industry, R.J. Mead, owner of Goldfish Swim School. Thanks for joining us, R.J. Thanks for having me, Blake. Absolutely. So a couple of topics that I wanted to dig into after we learn a little bit about who you are. But uh, you are a long-distance franchise owner, or were a long-distance franchise owner, and you're in the process of opening up another location. So I'm really interested in hearing about those experiences. I'm sure that absolutely nothing's ever gone wrong and everything goes totally smooth and you're doing those two things, right? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, first, RJ, can you tell me a little bit about what's your professional background? Sure, Blake. Um, I'm originally from Chicago. I live in Chicago. and um, What part of Chicago? Elmhurst, Illinois, the w- western yep. suburb of um, Absolutely. by O'Hare. Um, and I've lived there my l- whole life. Uh, I started in the tri- um, at the Chicago Board of Trade. I've uh, been a member there for over 20 years. Um, and I was just kind of looking for so- something else to do uh, uh, after my trading career ended. And I went down the rabbit hole of uh, franchises and started researching (laughs) small businesses to get into. I don't think I've ever heard anybody introduced to that way. I went down the rabbit hole of franchises. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't planned. It wasn't uh, 10 years ago. I wouldn't ever imagine being here, but um, it's been been a great, great journey. And uh, my first store opened four years ago here in Omaha, and uh, we just opened our second one last, uh, uh, about a month ago in December in Papillion, so... Well, congratulations, and we are going to talk about that. Going back to your comment, though, how did you get to the rabbit hole? <laughs> what got you into researching franchises in the first place? Well, I wanted to own my own business. Um, uh, the trading world is um, basically your entrepreneurial. Uh, you take on your own risk. I worked independently for myself trading uh, government bonds. Yep. Um, so I had the f- good fortune or bad fortune of never have, really having a boss, Um and so when when that that career ended um, or that opportunity uh, kind of closed, uh, I needed I was I was out and about looking for something to get into uh, where I could have ownership and uh, influence in in the organization. Interesting. So why franchising? Um, well, one I know nothing about marketing, and I'd be the first to admit it. Um, <laughs> but also, uh, many small businesses go under, um, and. I needed. I, I feel like I needed the support of a franchise um, with marketing operations and stuff like that. I've never undertaken something like this yeah. and managed a lot of people and stuff like that. So the support is critical in franchising. Yeah. So be on the good side of the business success statistics, right? That's that's the goal. <laughs> yes, absolutely. By the way, try to say that three times on a podcast. Business success statistics. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt it. <laughs> Got about halfway through that one and realized, oh, this is success statistics. Yeah, I might. <laughs> she sells. She sells. <laughs> started to started to gyrate on that question and thought, I wonder if I'm going to get through this one. So. All right. So, anyways, you got you got into the rabbit hole, so to speak, and clearly you've had some success with it. But to one of the points of the conversation that I think makes you unique, you still live in Chicago. Mm-hmm. The first and now soon to be the second goldfish swim suit 
swim school. Oh, look, I did it. I didn't do it on the other one. Goldfish swim school locations. You have one here in central Omaha, and you're opening up one in Papillion. But you live in Chicago. Correct. What on earth gave you the confidence to own a business? What What is that, 550 miles away or whatever? 464, <laughs> door to door. Yeah, you're counting. <laughs> Um, well, the Chicago market for my product, um, Goldfish Swim School, um, my, which my three ch- children went to, um, the Chicago market was taken, and I started looking in oh. central time zone of what logistically I could get back and forth and kind of have my hands on and be available to grow the business. And um, so I, I, I researched a lot of da- a lot of information about demographics and stuff like that, and I started mm-hmm. driving around Omaha and kind of fell in love with the growth and opportunity and um mid- midwest town so that's how i ended up in omaha well that's a good story glad to hear that kind of similar to mine we'll have to tell that story someday but so on the business operations side what i mean obviously you had to have a certain level of confidence that i'm living here but i'm going to run the business there so you can't be there running a day-to-day obviously there was things you had to put in place right yep absolutely so i've Built up over four years, a pretty strong team um, um, of management, and I know kind of know my strengths and weaknesses. And my, my has marketing know, become your strength? Um, <laughs> my my team handles a lot of it, but gotcha. you know it's a lot of trial and error too. But um, yeah, no, I, I figured if I could build the right team, and it takes time, but build the right team that can execute the vision, um, then I could be out in the community and kind of business development, and um, so. Yeah, I, I like the scale of this brand, and um, as far as uh, that, you know, you could have managers run the run the school, and I could not be hands off. I'm very very involved in the day to day, but yeah, I'm not. I don't physically have to be in the store all the time. Yeah, so kind of um, you, like you said, you don't have to be present. More of a semi absentee role on the operations side, but you're out there building the business. When when you started it, how how many years ago did you open up the first location? Uh, March of 2019. Okay. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, but you had, you had some, uh, hopefully some, some experience in place before COVID hit, right? Yeah. It, it was a blessing that we were open for a year, so at least some people knew who we were. And mm-hmm. the 2020, I'd rather not talk about or dwell on it at this point. But uh, that was a speed bump for many small businesses and absolutely and everybody actually. So, uh, but w- when we came out of that and. Um, Started to see the growth um, after into 2021. We knew it was the right product and just maybe 12 to 18 months slower than we anticipated. But Right, right. Were you here full-time in the Omaha market uh, in early 2019 when you opened things up for the first Omaha location? I was here quite a bit, yeah. One of my ma- managers left me after six weeks opening. So oh, that's awesome. I, I um, ended up having to... Uh, strap on the hat and uh, take over and run run the store for about three to four months till I found um, replacement management, um, and that was definitely a struggle. I bet it was. Yeah. So. so then you continued to grow it, and now do you have kind of a, a system or a sequence for the frequency that you're in the market? Um, it's kind of it. it, it it, it, it's on an as-needed basis, but, um, you know, with the new store opening, um, I'm here quite a bit to get that ramped up, And uh, but I, I'm, here, I'm here pretty regularly 
currently. And once it gets to the right point, hopefully I can back off a little bit. But yeah, yeah. What advice, if you think back on you know the the things that went well, the what enabled you to successfully own this and grow it, uh, the first location, without having to move here to Omaha. If somebody came to you and said, I need some advice on what needs to be in place or what do I need to do in order to own and operate a franchise in a market that I don't live in, what what are maybe the top three things you would tell them? Um, number one, I tell them that it's going to take a lot more time than they envision. All the, <laughs> all the uh, FDDs and all that stuff are, are, are um, rosy and all that, but the reality is um, it's a lot more hands-on and to see it succeed at the way you want it to, you got to put the time in. Yeah. Um, Good answer. And then, you know, I, it, finding the right people is critical to the um, success of the business, getting the right pieces in place and mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So, What have you done to keep the right people? Um, I know, and I'm asking that because I've been in your location, and you've got some continuity there with your, with your team. Congrats on that. Yeah, it's... Um, uh, for we ha- we had a little bit of management turnover, and we have some new management uh, this past year with the new store. Um, but treating people well, um, you know, uh, Goldfish, we have our core values, and um, you know that that's that, that runs everything. Kind of how we operate as a business on the internally, externally with customers and stuff like that. But treating people with integrity and compassion and uh, trust, which is one of our core values, that's my favorite one. But um, seeing the needs of the employees and or uh, te- teammates more than employees. I don't like the term employees because without 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 the team, uh, I, you know, I, I'm I'm on my own and would have to do everything right. And you and you need buy-in from employees. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So before we get too far into this, so let's talk a little bit more about. Goldfish Swim School. I said it correctly that time. <laughs> Just took me a couple chances. What exactly do you offer? And by the way, how do people get a hold of you if they want to be a customer of yours? Well, we have a website. We have phone numbers, obviously. <laughs> you That's have a, a website? <laughs> no way. <laughs> um, Goldfish Swim School is a franchise started in uh, Birmingham, Michigan about 16 years ago. I should know the exact time, but um, um, it's grown to 142. I, I might be off on that. It's 141, 142 <laughs> locations in the United States. Uh, we teach children four months to 12 years old how to swim. Um, that we, we offer perpetual lessons or week, we, weekly lessons. We believe kids learn best by repetition and yeah. Um, yeah. continuity. Like in school, you got to you know build build the foundation. And um, we also offer uh, birthday parties and. And it, and, um, uh-huh. So you can rent out our whole facility on the weekends. And one of our, um, one of my, one of my favorite initiatives we do is uh, we we have a water safety presentation. So we bring we can bring our mascot Bubbles. He's a giant orange fish um, to daycares or preschools or a, a, any youth uh, youth activity. And uh, we hand out goodie bags and talk about water safety because drowning is. Um, it's statistics are pretty bad on that. Uh, it's the number one cause of death, zero to four years old, accidental deaths, and it's the number two cause of death from zero to fifteen of accidental deaths. Oh my death. goodness! The there's, number one cause of accidental deaths, zero to four, is drownings. Yep, there's about a, wow. It's about eleven people a, in, a day in the United States drown, and sixty-two percent of adults don't know how to swim, and it's 
really um 62 percent i think that's the number these days whoa so we, i mean like if that's anything over 50 i'm uh, surprised we, wow uh, so that's yeah that's uh, our focus is water safety and getting um working with the community and getting out in the community and supporting schools and um stuff like that um and just bringing awareness to drowning yeah. i appreciate you sharing that i'd never we've known each other for a while and honestly i never really thought about just how important your service is to families. I mean, I just that put a little chill down my spine thinking about my nine-year-old who's in swimming classes um, or was in swimming classes this summer. I think he's going to be going to Goldfish Swim School now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd appreciate uh, it, Blake. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, wow, that's chilling, but I guess it does happen. So glad you guys are out there to drive those statistics down. We're trying. Yeah, yeah. So people can get a hold of you through your website, et cetera. I'll ask the I'll ask the obvious softball question because I think it's an important one. I, I can take my kid to the Y, probably pretty inexpensive. Why go to Goldfish Swim School? Um our Blake, our, our curriculum is what sets us apart. We have a hundred and forty stores. We teach almost two hundred thousand kids how to swim each week in the United States. Um I I, I I've I've I have three children that have been through Goldfish's program. Every kid learns at a different um, pace, and at Goldfish we accommodate. Um, it's not a session based, and as kids progress and move up, we move them into the right classes. Um, I've seen the success of my three children personally, um, and how they developed, and they were all very different. You know, yeah. my daughter wouldn't put her head in the water for a year and a half, so she was a beginner. Yeah, some parents, you know, might say. Oh, this is not working, or it's a waste of money. And it's like, nah. Um, she finally caught on, and then she plowed through our program in about a year, from <laughs> beginner to out, out of the program at seven years old, basically. So, I know it works. Um, the, the curriculum's great. My customer, my customer service, we're, we're we're very flexible. If you can't make it classes for any reason, we we put makeups on your account, and we want you to use what you're paying for. You're, it's not going wasted. So. Um, I, we have the, yeah, we have the nicest facility. We have the most class offerings in the community and it's just a great product. And, um, I've seen a lot of success at my stores, which is the most gratifying thing. It is a beautiful facility. So yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Love the story about your uh, daughter. So <laughs> she plowed through it in a whole year and was basically graduated age seven, huh? It's pretty, pretty impressive. I've seen, I've seen, um, you know, all sort. You know, some kids are still with us two, three years later. Other kids that have in and out in less than a year, and um, all 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 different levels of every child's different. So, indeed, I would agree with that, and that that applies to, I mean, anything athletically based, right? Anything as far as hand-eye coordination. So, at least for kids. Yep. So the uh, the million dollar question that I wanted to make sure we got asked on this episode was if you had it to do over again, a long distance franchise ownership and say it was the same thing, right? Something that you're already a customer of. Would you do it? Um, yes, I probably would. I, I love what I do. Um, it's, I, I think I lucked out with the franchisor. Um, it's been a good partnership with them. Um, and I found the right brand, but I, I, w- I would advise that you have to be willing to, put the time in and get your hands dirty because you, you cannot just open anything and it's just not going to pop or explode. Like you think it, think it will without some, 
you know, some involvement in it. So, yeah, I appreciate your honest insight there. Yeah. It's not the first time that's been shared on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. So thank you very much for sharing with us, RJ, on what it's like and that honest feedback on if you do it over again in regards to expanding and and being the owner of a franchise uh, long distance. That's going to wrap up our episode for today, but there's so much good stuff with RJ. For our audience's sake, we're going to come back with another episode with RJ talking about his expansion to a second location with the same franchise system. So thanks to all of you for joining us. Thanks again to RJ for being part of one of two episodes here. And we will see you again soon on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. Remember, if you got questions for RJ, for Goldfish Swim School, or for us, just scan the QR code on the bottom of your screen there. That'll get you in touch with us. We'll be happy to get you your answers. And don't keep us a secret, right? Swim our information out there like a little goldfish. Share, subscribe, and follow us, especially if you know somebody that could really get benefit from this. We'll see you here again soon on the next episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. Huda Media Production.